This was a vision. I'm telling you, these people are Satanists. As I sit here, they are Satanists. Look, the world is full of these kind of things. Black masses, mutilations, mutilations. The incubus, the succubus. I'm telling you, we got to go down to the religious supply store. we got to get ourselves a couple of gallons of holy water. My cousin Jerry's a priest. He can get us a deal. Do you want him to take your family, kidnap them, tear their livers out, and make some kind of satanic pate? Hey, once they get in here, it's over, pal. Trigger warning. This podcast may include explicit content that will take you out of your comfort zone and make you question reality. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello, and thank you for tuning in for another spine-tingling adventure of Cosmic Peach Podcast. Today, Davey Wavy from Red Pill Cartel Podcast joins me to decode the hidden messages within the new horror movie, Skinamarink. Davey is my go-to for horror movie episodes, as he and I are longtime horror movie addicts. We will be sharing what we think this movie is all about and what conspiracies may be hiding in the background. But to check out more from Davy Wavy and the Red Pill Cartel podcast, you can check the link in the show notes and uh, enjoy some more of his content. Now, for the full version of this episode... You can also click the link to the Cosmic Peach Patreon and make your reservation for Room 237. As promised, a lot of the horror movie breakdowns will be exclusive to Patreon. And I know everyone who is subscribed right now is thoroughly enjoying it. And I have so many more exciting episodes and content coming up. So if you want to subscribe and make a reservation to room 237, it's never too late to join. And again, the link is in the show notes. This one is a thriller, no pun intended. Let's jump right into the episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cosmic Peach Podcast. Tonight, I have the one, the only, Davey Wavy from Red Pill Cartel Podcast. How are you, Davey? I'm good. And let's be clear, I looked up my own name on Spotify, and I'm not the gay porn star, just so you know. (laughs) What the hell are you talking about? There is a gay porn star who has a podcast, the same name. Davy Wavy? Yeah. What's Wavy on him? Oh my god. I don't want to know. I don't either. Okay, yeah. So I'm glad you clarified that you're not the gay porn star. Yes, I'm not. But maybe Nigel is. And, and maybe that he, it's, it's, that's his uh, second job. I don't know. 
Yeah, his alter ego. He's trying. He's trying to write off my name, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, I asked you if you wanted to break down a movie with me, and. I was actually told to watch it by my cousin Brian because he knows I'm a little puss ass bitch when it comes to like certain types of horror movies. And he said, if you can get through this one, I'll give you a hundred bucks. And I was like, okay, he, he never ponied up the dough, but I watched it and it is Skinnamarink. In this house. In this house. In this house. In this house. And it is on Shudder. Is that where you watched it? Yeah, after you told me to watch. I saw it there. I was like, what the fuck is this stupid name, right? And mm-hmm. then you, you watched it, or you posted a trailer, and I was like, okay, this is kind of intriguing now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's on Shudder. Mm-hmm. And it's, before we get into, like, the biscuits and gravy, did you watch a kids show when you were little and they sang like this song that was like skinnamarinky dinky dink skinnamarinky do so i googled it i love you yeah (laughs) sharon lois and bram Mm -hmm. they actually got the name of this movie from that song yep so i thought that was really cool because i did watch that show when i was a little kid and I used to sing it all the time, you know. I love you in the morning and in the afternoon. <laughs> Funny story about Sharon Lois and Bram. <clears throat> uh, there was another guy in there. His name was Eric Nagler. And my friend, one of my best friends, dated that guy's daughter <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> always have such weird connections with people it, in your it's life so, it's so weird dude i tell you just like uh one of your ex-girlfriends or something new um hitchcock 
something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, her friends, like, her parents were friends with him. Yeah. So random, Davey. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, if you're gonna give it a rating from one to ten on the skulls, are you giving it five skulls, seven skulls? How many skulls? I think I'm gonna give it a six point five. Six point five skulls. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I'm giving it nine skulls. Okay. Just because it's it's a very experimental film and I find it very difficult to watch. But it is really good. Like if you really take the time and pay attention, which is difficult to do. Yes. Because it's very quiet, it's very unsettling. <clears throat> um I just find it hard to watch. It's not like I get super excited to watch it. That's okay. why I'm not but saying it's would bad. would you say like the director may be kind of like a pioneer in the way that he decided to do the movie? Because I had never seen anything like it before. No, it's the first of its kind. That's for sure. Like they claim they claimed it was a found footage movie. That's what I think somebody said that, but it's not. It's absolutely not a found footage movie. Um, it's grainy and I think it's grainy for a reason because you can see more detail if that makes any sense. Like I noticed like, see, like I mean, there was one shot with like a, a nightlight on the, on the wall. Yeah. And because of the film grain, you could tell what it is. If you, if the grain wasn't there, you couldn't, you probably couldn't tell what it is. And it just fucking looks way cooler anyway. It's almost like your eyes adjusting to a pitch black room almost. Yeah. And it's the focus of the film is the atmosphere and not the characters themselves. 100%. Really weird. That's what I love about the movie itself. Like you could sit there and get super stoned and watch it and just be like, I feel like I'm in a fucking nightmare. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel, and not only that, but I feel like I'm a four-year-old trapped in a nightmare. Right. There's yeah. no sense of time. There's no sense of, it says that it's 1995 and with the grainy film, you kind of get that vintage feel, but there's a sense of being trapped inside the movie, actually. It's really yeah, for sure. weird. And there's two main characters which are children but before i even get into that i wanted you to guess how much this movie has grossed as of today oh i heard it something around okay i heard it i think it was like fifteen thousand was the budget fifteen thousand dollar budget and the last i heard it was like five hundred thousand or something 2.1 mil okay so it's grown since as of today yeah, yeah yeah as of today it's at 2.1 mil i'm sure shutter had something to do with that though oh definitely yeah and when you think about it and you know i have to bring it up because you are a super fan think of john carpenter low budgets hugely grossing box office hits Uh 
And I feel like Skinnamarink could be the future of horror, but maybe the newer ones will be done just a little bit better, but this could be the start of a new genre of horror. I honestly don't think there can be any other movie like this. It, really? It wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have the same effect. I don't think. It was so I mean, different. <clears throat> one thing I really got into before you showed me this movie was a thing called Liminal Spaces. Do you know what that is? No. Okay, if you go on TikTok, search up Liminal Spaces, and anybody out there who's listening to this, you i was sitting there when i first heard about this and i was hooked i was watching so many of these videos that people make out of cg but it looks they're just like empty spaces that look familiar but you've never been there before oh yeah 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 and it's creepy as fuck there's a game on playstation 4 called dreams and it's a collaboration game so Anybody who owns the game can create their own game and collaborate with other people to create a whole game that anybody can play within that, that platform. And somebody made this one liminal spaces game and it freaked me the fuck right out, dude. It was what? so scary. Yeah. It was so Didn't scary. Did you kind of feel like that in this movie that it, it could have been like your aunt's house? See, this is why when I was watching this movie, I'm like, this is like, he must've got liminal spaces in his head for when he made this movie. Cause that's pretty much exactly what it is. And the opening scene, you almost think it's going to be a normal movie. Yeah. It's just two people in the hall. You see their legs. Yeah. They're in jammies and they're talking. And I guess I should also mention everything's kind of like in a whisper. Right. Most of it. Mm-hmm. Most of it. And the, ki- the kids' voices, when they're, when they're louder, they're adorable. And also horrifying. Yeah, but like, <clears throat> Kevin, yeah, love you. Love you too. it's so cute it's cute though because it reminds me of when i was a kid you know it just the way that the voices sounded were like they were recorded on a tape recorder though because it was yeah yeah like it's just so creepy it it is creepy for sure and the even the dad when when he was talking saying that you know kevin fell and bumped his head Mm-hmm. He sounded like he had no fucking emotion. Right. Like a sociopath kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like creepy as fuck. Yeah, like deadpan delivery, not like, oh, honey, Kevin bumped his head and, you know, I don't know what to do. You know, he's like, yeah, Kevin bumped his head. I think he's he, okay. He didn't need <laughs> stitches. Yeah, he didn't need stitches. It's like, what? It's so unnatural sounding, you know? Yes. And it got 2.3 stars on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, that means it's really good. That's exactly. (laughs) I never let ratings dictate what I'm going to watch because nine times out of 10, if it's a movie that's like two to four out of 10, I give it an eight or a nine. (laughs) All right. I'm now, like IMDb though, right? You know? 
Yeah. Okay, so I Googled it, just like what people had been saying about it. And one of the reviews said, the word that's been used most often to describe this lo-fi nightmare is cursed. And it certainly does wield that kind of sinister power. So in a word, one word, Davey, describe this movie. I would just say nightmare. I would say... I wouldn't... I don't know. Cursed is is weird. I don't know. But definitely a nightmare. I'm going with interdimensional. Mm. That's a good one. Because that's what it feels like. Outside of space and time in another realm kind of yeah yeah yep and the whole description on shutter was so fucking short it said two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father missing and all the windows and doors in their home have vanished the end yeah and it makes you think like oh okay that sounds interesting it sounds interesting Mm-hmm. But you're, it doesn't prepare you for what you're about to experience. Fuck no. <laughs> At all. And yeah, you see those eerie noises when you see like the window there and it disappears. Yep. Or, or what's with the fucking toilet? The toilet disappears. Oh my God. The toilet disappears. And like right at the beginning of the movie when they're playing with the Legos. Yeah. Just the sound of them playing with the Legos. There's no background music. There's no eerie, suspenseful anything. It just sounds raw and unfiltered. It's like a, what do they call ASMR? Yes. With the Lego sounds and then clicking the TV on and the sounds of the cartoons the kids were watching. But it's discombobulating because there's flashes of like a chair on the ceiling And then it'll just cut to another scene and it's just the kid's feet standing there for six minutes straight. And you're like, oh my God, oh my God. Like you're waiting for something to pop out, but the kid's just fucking standing there for six minutes. Yeah. Like, think about that. Is this going to be spoiler free or no? I think we're going to go all out. Oh, we're going, we're, we're laying it out on the line. Okay, cool, cool. Cause there's stuff I want to say later on, but uh, yeah, dude, like the fucking uh, the toys like sticking to the to the wall and then dropping, mm-hmm. and then right after there's a, a loud scream from Kevin or Kaylee. I don't know which one it was, but mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy shit!" And my my cat freaked out and took off. <laughs> <laughs> Burger. Yeah. <laughs> He's just he like, scared, and he ran away. He scared the shit out of Burger. <laughs> He's sitting behind me right now, actually. Hi, Burger. (laughs) But so, like, the cartoons were even creepy because they were... My favorite part of the movie is the cartoons. They were like, go to bed or sweet dreams. And they were real vintage retro cartoons. And at some point, I feel like they were eating mini wheats 
I don't know. Or, it just or was, uh, yeah, life cereal. I thought it was life cereal. <laughs> yeah, something. And they were feeding themselves and, and it just was so. Because nobody was there. Right? Yeah, they wake up and there's fucking no fucking windows in the house and no doors, no sunlight. They're in the pitch black watching cartoons and they're feeding themselves and talking to each other. And it's just weird to me because as a kid, if my mom didn't close my bedroom door and turn the light off, I would have left that bitch wide open with all the lights on because I was a scary ass kid. Yeah. And Kaylee even said, I can't sleep with the lights on. I can't sleep with the lights on. Yes. For me, when I was like up to like 11 years old, I had to sleep with the fucking lights on. I did too. (laughs) I had 27 night lights. I had my bedroom had uh, like you walk in and there's a little mini hallway with a closet on the left side and then Mm -hmm. you go further and then there's the bedroom. So like, and I'd be like facing that mini hallway with the closet on my right freak the fuck out and that's why i had to keep the lights on uh-huh <laughs> oh yeah i had a lava lamp i had oh my gosh there was so many lamps in my room that i might as well have just slept with the light on but yeah. there is a night light in the hallway that in one scene keeps randomly clicking off yep and again, there's no suspenseful music. There's no background. Your my laptop was even tricked by this movie. It kept fucking turning off. Like really, the screen eh? would just turn off because it was well, the so movie is, quiet. Yeah, it all the whole movie consists of still shots, except for a very few parts where the camera just pans a little bit. All right, how deep are we getting into it right now? Because we we kind of described in the beginning the they're the mom and dad are talking in the hallway. We only see their feet, but we kind of know maybe the mom is d- doing something. She's going somewhere on a trip, maybe. Did you get that? Honestly, I had no idea what the parents were up to. Because it was like, but she's. Like, the dad calls her on the phone at one point. Yeah, it, so I, in my mind, I was thinking maybe the mom went on a business trip or something, and then Kevin fell down the stairs, and he was calling her on the house phone to let her know Kevin fell down the stairs, but he was okay. And it's like you said, it was very deadpan, and then it's nighttime. We see the nightlight in the hallway, and then the kids wake up, no dad, no windows, no doors, and you're about as clueless as fuck. Yeah. By the time you get to this scene, uh, there's another scene where, where the nightlight is unplugged on the floor. Ooh, yes, that's yeah. right. Like something unplugged it even before the windows and everything disappeared. Right. And you never really get a sense of how the house looks like. In totality, no. in totality, all you see is like, you know, like the fireplace with the with the pictures on top, or the TV room, or the staircase with the light and the wood mm-hmm. paneling at the top. Parts of the bedrooms, little bits and pieces. <clears throat> you have to kind of like, you know, put the puzzle pieces together to like um, figure out what the house looks like in your own mind. That's how cryptic this movie is. Yes. 
And you don't even see full bedroom shots. It'll right. be like a corner of the bedroom or just the bed. Never see the kids' rooms. Never see the whole bathroom, just the toilet. Never see the kitchen, only a chair on the ceiling. You never get full shots of the house. And it almost made me think, am I watching it from the eyes of the kids? Uh, No, I don't think so. I would say you're watching it from most likely the eyes of whatever entity is in there because there is an entity in there which we haven't got to yet (laughs) yes all right so when they go to the living room they both wake up in the middle of the night and they realize dad's gone everybody's gone no windows no doors they go down to the living room they open up some type of linen closet and pull out a blanket and they decide to camp out on the couch and watch cartoons. Uh But when they wake up and I guess they assume it's morning time, they get a bowl of mini wheats and then you just see them playing. Maybe you hear them playing with Legos or something, but one of you never, you never see them playing with anything. No, but you kind of like hear the Legos or yeah, like you yeah. hear what they're doing, but you don't actually see what they're doing. The audience yeah. listening right now probably thinks, what the fuck do you guys want me to watch? <laughs> um, if you don't watch it, you're a damn fool because <laughs> you have to experience it at least once to understand the madness. And you have to pay full attention to it. You, you can't be playing with your phone. Nothing. Turn the lights off and just enjoy the ride. And take some Ambien because you're going to need it. (laughs) Uh, But one of the kids kind of walks down the hallway. Again, we just see their feet and they're talking to their mom. And it's like, what is what did they say? Something like, hey, mommy or something like that. And then the other one's like, I don't want to talk about mommy. Is that when they're sitting on the on the edge of the bed? No, they were in the living room. And one of them's oh, talking okay. to mommy. And then the other one's like, mommy's not here. I don't want to talk about mommy. But one of them, ha- w- I was so confused because obviously something was in there that looked like their mom for a second. And then the other one's like, I don't want to talk about that. Let's watch something happy. Or along those lines. Uh-huh. And then they decide to go upstairs, maybe, and look for their dad. Again, you don't really have a sense of time. Right, right. And then they go up to the de- the parents' bedrooms and the toys are on the ceiling. Uh-huh. Okay, what do you think about that shit? I think this is the point where the entity starts fucking with the kids. Okay. You think they're trying is- to freak them out. Yeah. This is enter in the demon. Yes. Okay. All right, everyone. The rest of this episode can be enjoyed on the Cosmic Peach Patreon. 
along with other bonus content. Now, what you're going to get over on Patreon is taking your Cosmic Peach experience to a whole new level. The subscription is called Room 237, and it is 7 bucks and 11 cents a month. That's right, 7-Eleven, y'all. Now, this subscription is an all-inclusive resort, if you will. There's no levels to this shit. If you subscribe, you get it all. Bonus content, extended versions of documentaries, and full versions of episodes, ad-free content, Julia rants, 10% off code for cosmic merch, holiday specials, messaging and conversations with yours truly, horror movie breakdowns and commentary, and whatever else I'm in the mood for. Posts, videos, maybe a playlist of cool songs to check out, cool movies and TV shows. It's just a little bit more personal. So there is only so much I can say on YouTube and Instagram or even on here without getting shadow banned or content getting straight up removed, fuckers. So in order to continue bringing you the cosmic fire, I would like to provide the option of an exclusive and more in-depth coverage of my research. I am humbled and grateful to be a part of your journey towards finding truth. Patreon just allows me to connect with you on a more personal level. So go on over to the Patreon. The link is in the show notes if you would like to subscribe. And thank you so much. I hope to see you over there.